this episode would not be possible if it wasn't for Michael over at stogiejournal.com. So please go check out uh, his reviews at stogiejournal.com, S-T-O-G-Y-G-O-U-R-N-A-L.com. It's no-nonsense reviews. Um, you know, Go to his website, check them out. Uh, you could leave a review yourself uh, if he's reviewed anything and you've reviewed it in the past. Go ahead and leave your own. That's stogiejournal.com. So this episode features Dreams of Cuba cigars. Uh, you could go to dreamsofcubacigars.com. You could find him on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, he's located in Tarpon Springs, Florida at 777 Dota Boulevard in Tarpon Springs, Florida. Uh, it's in the Tampa Bay area. Um, you know, this is the first time that I talked to him. Uh, seems like a really good guy, knows what he's talking about. Um, I think we have a really good conversation. I hope you enjoy it. So, um, yeah, don't forget to check out my webpage, theherfcast.com. Uh, you get to the CRA from there. Uh, you get to my Patreon from there. That'd be awesome. Uh, throw a dollar my way. That'd be, that'd be amazing. Very much appreciated. Um, you know, or just, you know, spread the word. If you think anybody would like the show, send them my way. Um, I guess that's about it. Um, this is a short episode. It's only about 50 minutes. So you guys are getting a break from me for a little bit. Uh, it's not the regular two hour, two and a half hour episode. So I hope it's a quick one that you enjoy and don't forget to check out, uh, dreamsofcuba.com to, uh, see what Lazaro has to offer. So thanks again, everybody. I'm Brian. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. I'm Lazaro. Lazaro. All right. So this is the Herfcast. Um, it's a it's a small podcast. It's kind of just cigars and conversation. Um, okay. This is uh, a new one for me. It's it's 11:30 a.m. my time, so it's 12:30 for you. Correct. Yes, sir. All yes, right. sir. Um, so if you want to introduce yourself and tell us what you got going on that'd be that'd be awesome and okay it, it, it is it is just audio we we have the video call going on but it, i'm only okay. recording audio okay uh well my name is uh lazaro and uh i'm originally from uh pinal de rio cuba i was born and raised in pinal de rio cuba um you know in the san juan san luis area which is the area in Cuba that grows tobacco. Mm. You know, my family, just really not my family, anyone from that area, uh, you know, knows all the basics and everything there is to know about cigars and tobacco because since we were young and in school, we have to uh, start going in the tobacco fields and work in the tobacco fields every school year. Um, I came over to the United States in 2001. I was 12. I already knew how to roll cigars and... You know, uh, I took on the craft. Uh, I didn't want to go to school. Like, that was not really where my heart was at. Uh, when I was 16, I decided to quit school and just go into, uh, you know, rolling cigars. Uh, ever since, uh, I haven't stopped rolling cigars pretty much. Yeah. Uh, uh, I've been rolling cigars, uh, you know, I'll be 30 in uh, March, and I've been rolling cigars pretty much all my life. Uh, I blend my own tobacco. I have a shop uh, in Tarpon Springs, Florida, which is in the Tampa Bay area. Uh, we've been there for, 
almost 15 years. And I, uh, you know, I uh, get my tobacco imported. Uh, I blend my own tobacco. And, and so I make my own blends. I should take a lot more pride in the blending than I do in the rolling itself. Because yeah. uh, that's where the flavor is, you know, it's oh, yeah. in, in the blend. Um, and, you know, that's, I've been rolling steel house for about 15, 16 years. And, uh, you know, uh, everyone everyone seems to uh, to like the tobacco that I use. I use uh, everything Cuban seed. You know, I try to use piloto and criollo seed, uh, uh, you know, more often because uh, it's, you know, probably the best Cuban seeds. Um, I use my Lijero, you know, I use a Lijero grown in uh, Nicaragua. Uh, sometimes I use a Lijero grown in Ecuador that's really, really good. Um, I use a, you know, Viso grown in Honduras. Uh, the Seco that I use is grown in the Dominican Republic. Uh, Ecuadorian binder. I'm going to use Connecticut Shea wrapper on the mild cigars. Uh, Habano 2000 on the medium body cigars. Uh, San Andres Maduro's on the full bodies. Uh, I also make the next premium blend with, uh, you know, uh, aged tobacco that's been aged uh, for about three to five years. Uh, you know, it's been cured for longer, so it gives it a, you know, f- more flavor in the cigar, fuller flavor. Yeah. Um, and I put a, a Habano 2000 wrapper on that that's been aged for about three years. I put a, a, a Connecticut Shade Connecticut Shade wrapper on the cigar, but I, you know, pre- personally, I prefer that Habano on that, uh, on that blend. Uh, I'm constantly, uh, you know, looking for new blends, uh, constantly, uh, you know, trying new tobacco, you know, flying to Nicaragua and flying to Honduras and Dominican Republic and, you know, going to, you know, Esteli and Managua and Nicaragua and seeing what they're growing and uh, trying leaves and Dominican Republic and Santiago. And, you know, just I'm always trying to find that blend that is just something different. So that's I, I I really like to hear that uh, because obviously you're 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 heavy on a Cuban background. You're from Cuba, um, yes, but sir. you're not you're not just sticking to that Cuban profile that that um, I, I guess that would be stereotypical of of a Cuban yeah. cigar. So no, I don't try to get I don't try to get a, a I don't try to make a cigar that tastes like a Cuban cigar. I just like to put a blend together that tastes good. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I just want to make a cigar that tastes great, uh, you know, and, I, and you can put blends together that taste good. You can't even try to get as close as you can to a Cuban cigar because you can't. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, so, there's just no way. So I, I'm assuming that, uh, at least for yourself, you probably blend uh, with, with Cuban tobacco uh, and others. Like, have you found, because that's one thing that I'm curious about is... If that market does open up, uh, you know, I, I'm curious to see how Cuban is going to blend with so many other tobaccos. I just feel like if Cuba was to, first of all, if Cuba was to open up to the, to if the embargo was to ever get lifted, um, Cuba would not have enough cigars to supply the United States. 
Yeah, yeah. Their, tobacco, their tobacco fields are not big enough. In order, in order uh, for us to be able to start using Cuban tobacco, and in order for us to, you know, get the raw leaves, not just the cigar, there there has to be a complete change of government to where there is no government control or dictatorship that we have a regular government like here in the States yeah. that people can have their own tobacco fields and people can grow their own stuff and people can have their own business to where, you know, they'll use more land, you know, in the area of Pinar to grow more tobacco and then use it to export that tobacco. So long as we have the government that Cuba has and the dictatorship that Cuba has, it can open up. Trades can open up. Well, Cuba won't sell their tobacco. Okay, I got you. The government, the government would not export their raw leaves. No, they would just they'll make the cigar and they'll export the cigars, but they won't export the leaves. Uh, all right, I, I understand now because that that's you know you you mentioned like they they wouldn't be able to supply you know they they wouldn't be able to meet the demand. Um, they would not. They I I feel like if Cuba was to, if Cuba and the United States were to open trade business right now. Uh, United States will clean Cuba out in two weeks. Yeah, oh, two weeks. <laughs> in two weeks. And <laughs> literally in two weeks. Yeah. The tobacco fields and tobacco fields and tobacco farms in Cuba are small, and they're not. Too, it's not too many of them. Like the good quality tobacco is not too many. So they make, uh, they grow enough tobacco, and produce enough cigars to supply Europe and like Canada and some parts of Mexico, and that's about it. They don't find new land. To grow new tobacco, they just you know keep growing tobacco where they've been growing tobacco, and that's enough for them. Uh, but sixty percent of the world's cigars consumers are here in the United States, yeah. and the other forty percent is the rest of the world. Yeah. So if, yeah. you, if there was to open up trade with the United States, they would literally clean them out in two weeks. So as far as that goes, um, Jeez, I, I, w- I would think that if, if the embargo is lifted and trade is accepted, I would think that more and more people would probably start making Cuban fakes to to try to, you know, just because the market is there. And I think people would be more, more likely to get fakes than, than real, as, as you know, even as, as it is now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, there's a lot of fake... Uh... Cuban cigar sales going on, and if the market was was to open up, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that 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 the fakes are gonna blow up even more. I mean, it's not like we don't have enough already, but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, 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 but you know, Cuba always comes out with new little things in their bands and things in their. Uh, you know, and labels and the structure of the boxes and the structure of the cigars and the structure of the of the seals and everything yeah. where it's really hard for somebody who knows, for someone who's a cigar smoker who smokes Cuban cigars. Um, it was very hard to, for somebody like, you know, for, for example, somebody like me or, you know, somebody like you who smokes cigars. I don't know how many cigars you smoke, but for someone who knows what a Cuban cigar is supposed to look and taste like, I mean, you know, you can only fool so many people with a fake yeah. Cuban cigar. Yeah. You know, eyes can't be fooled, but the moment you put a cigar in your mouth and you light it, the profile of Cuban tobacco is so different than anything else that there's really nothing you can put together that you can say, oh, man, this is, you know, <laughs> this is yeah. Cuban. Right off the bat, the first time you light it, even if you dry smoke it, 
you, you can tell. Just the Cuban tobacco profile is completely different. But yeah, will it race the the counterfeit Cubans there? Absolutely. Of yeah. Course. So it'll be a boom. So as far as yourself, like what do you what do you prefer to smoke? Are you more of a full bodied? Yeah. yeah. I like the uh I like the full body uh flavor. Uh you know, like I said, I, I was raised in Cuba, so you know, Cuban tobacco is not mild. Cuban tobacco is uh it's pretty heavy, it's pretty strong, so it kind of builds up, you know, kind of builds up your palate to where uh, when I smoke a mild cigar, it's just, I just feel like I'm blowing air. Yeah. yeah no, I really catch no flavor. So, how you you said you've had your shop for, or have you had your shop for 15 years, or have you just been doing it for yeah, 15 for, years? Okay. For about, we've been open since 2003, so. In January of two two thousand and nineteen, it'll be sixteen years. Actually, yeah. So that's uh, that's Dreams of Cuba, correct? Yes, sir. Okay. So the 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 market where you're at uh, is a it's a pretty big cigar market. Um, like, how do you yeah. how do you feel? How do you feel? Uh, I mean, obviously, you've been in business for fifteen years. How much has it changed in that area in that fifteen years? Changed a lot, uh, you know, Tampa, especially Ybor City. Yeah. Um, was known as cigar capital of the world. Uh, it's not what it used to be anymore. Um, a lot of the cigar factories over there have closed down. And, and a lot of the factories that are still open are not producing, like, great quality cigars. Um, you know, uh, it's just about it's just about uh, when you buy a cigar, uh, when you get a cigar, as a cigar smoker, you want flavor. You know, some people want structure. Some people buy the bands. You know, yeah. yeah. Some people will go and buy a, a fifty dollar stick because it's a fifty dollar stick. You know, yeah. So they got a fifty dollar stick in their mouth. But whoever smokes for flavor, is gonna look for. Somebody that, that that that's gonna put a good blend together, and you know, the Tampa Bay area has lost a lot of, just like any you know famous name brand, they lose the consistency, because once they have to keep up with demand, they just get whatever tobacco they can get their hands on, and just make just about anything, you know. Uh, but it, you know, it's still a big, it's still a big uh, cigar market. There's still cigar stores all over Tampa Bay area. You know, uh, cigar lounges. Yeah, this is what it's known for. But Ebor City, which was the main place, has has died out a lot. But there's been more stores that've been open in the Tampa Bay area. That's not just Ebor. So you know, everywhere through it's St. Pete, Clearwater. Um, you know, even the city of Tampa uh, is still still a lot of cigars. Still a lot of cigars yeah. going on. You know, yeah, there's still a lot of cigar rollers up here that come from Cuba. Um, so me, me and you, we this is our first time ever talking. I think we had like four or five messages on on the Facebook Messenger before uh, before this. So um, yes, sir. Something caught my eye uh, on your profile the other day. Um, which I was wondering if I could get uh, a little further explanation. I'm not sure if I understood it completely correctly. It's not cigar related, uh, but your your post about um, the warrior and uh, it was on, on this day 
you know, your, your mother went into labor. Um, yes. So yeah, that, that caught my attention and I was curious about that. So, I mean, if you're comfortable about talking about it, yeah, I mean, it, I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. Okay. So in Cuba, uh, when they brought the slaves over from Nigeria, um, Spaniards forced capitalism into the, the slaves, you know, yeah. that was the, uh, that was the uh, religion they were uh, forced to live. The Nigerians uh, had a religion named Yoruba, um, and they have what's called warriors. Uh, so what they did is they they will pray to the saints and stuff that the Spaniards forced them to, but what they would do is uh, kind of grab the saint and match it with whichever warrior of the Yoruba religion uh, got closest to, I mean, their story got closest to the Catholic saints and they would pray to the saints, but in their mind, they were really praying to the, praying to the warrior. So um, we have a mix of religion in Cuba. You know, we have Catholics and then we have what we call the Yoruba. Some people call it Santeria. It's not really Santeria. It's Yoruba religion. And the Yoruba religion is just pretty much uh, you know, it's it's a spiritual religion. You know, it's a spiritual belief. It's uh, you know, uh, you do rituals and parties and feasts uh, for the warriors and the warrior days. <clears throat> I'm not uh, very all the way in into that religion. Just like I'm not all the way in into any religion. Yeah. You know, I just got my beliefs. Uh, my mother was going to give birth to me December 17th, which is St. Lazarus Day, uh, or Baba Luaye Day. And I would have died that day. And, you know, a promise was made that if I was saved, then my name would be Lazarus. And I was born March 29th. And that's the reason my name is Lazarus. So every December 17th, I, you know, I kind of like light up a candle and, you know, but, uh, a glass of rum and like some fruits and stuff because that's you know <clears throat> based on the religion that's uh based on uh on what we know about the religion is you know that's what they on a cigar as well that's what they that's what they like so uh you know every december 17th i do the same thing so it was you basically like you were you were going to be four months premature but yes, sir. It ended up okay. Yeah, that that's that's what I uh, thought no, it was. She, she was yeah, she was like six centimeters dilated. Like I was really about to come out. Yeah, I was really gonna come out. And my grandma went into you know went into and made a promise and prayed to Saint Lazarus and Baba Lou. I had to please save me that you know don't let me die. And if I was saved, my name was gonna be Lazarus. And somehow, miraculously, I I was you know. I would say because <laughs> I'm not really supposed to be here talking to you right now. Yeah, that's that's pretty fascinating. So, uh, yeah, that's yeah. I just I just wanted to uh, to make sure I was I, I had the right thought process there. So, um, but yeah, as far as uh, you you know on on that day uh, you you light a candle, you drink some rum. Um, yeah. Like what what kind of what kind of rum do you do you do you like? Because that's that's something that I need to. I need to Havana start trying Club. out. Havana Club. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not really a drinker. I don't drink much. Only a certain special occasions. But when I do drink, that's what I drink. Yeah. Havana Club. So what do you usually drink? Uh, what do you usually pair with your cigars when you smoke? What do I drink with it? Yeah. I usually don't drink anything. I usually just smoke my cigars and enjoy the cigar. No, no water. Like I need to drink. If I feel like I need to drink something, I'll drink some water. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not really much of a drinker. As far as like drinking alcohol, rum or wine or whiskey or any of that, no, not really. Oh, no, that's, I mean, you know, some people some people like root beer or coffee or water or, you know, tea. Coffee, coffee is good. I like to smoke cigars and drink coffee. Yeah, that's, I mean, you know, like I said, this is the first for me. This is pretty early and uh, I have to, I have to go to work later. So right now I'm just, I'm drinking coffee. Um, usually when I'm recording, I'm, you know, drinking something that's probably going to get me in trouble, you know, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a different episode today. So, but, <laughs> so, uh, do you do much, uh, like I, uh, you, you were referred to me, uh, by, uh, Michael Burnham from Stogie Journal. Um, so are you starting to. Like, are you actively trying to reach out to find more, like, social media or word of mouth business, or um, are you are I you just, content yeah. with are you content with like how how you're running now and uh, just keeping it keeping it going? Uh, you know, I'm really happy with uh, with how things are going on right now. Like, I'm not, you know, I can't complain. Uh, you know, I'm very blessed, humbled, and thankful for. Uh, you know, how my business is doing right now. But, yeah, I would definitely like to reach out to, to more people through social media and through, you know, through any other through any other source because, you know, uh, I just want people to know me. I just want people to get to know me and at least get to try my cigars once you know, yeah. and, and get to, uh, you know, taste my blend. And, That's you know, I'm just really, I, 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 like, I'm, I'm, I'm that guy who's always like striving to put a better blend together and to put a uh, uh, a bad, uh, you know a good cigar together for somebody to enjoy so you know it's I would like for everyone yeah. <laughs> that smokes cigars to have a chance to you know at least try one of my sticks well it's, I'm definitely intrigued I, I definitely uh, <laughs> definitely want to try some out um, that's my parents live in Ocala Florida no, that's not that far. Yeah. Either. So, I mean, either next time I'm down there, I'm gonna have to swing out that way, or uh, they're coming up here for Christmas. Maybe I could, maybe I get my dad to swing by your shop uh, and pick up a couple or something. That'd be but, cool. I'll send you. I'll send you a couple in the house. Oh, that works. Um, so, what outside of cigars? Like, what do you like to do? Uh. <laughs> or, or is that? I mean, travel. Obviously, you're very passionate about cigars, so that's gonna that's gonna take up a lot of your time. But like, is yeah, that... it takes like all of my time. Really, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, other than other than cigars, uh, I like to travel. Yeah, uh, I like to uh, you know meet people, uh, meet different cultures, see you know different mindsets. Uh, you know, the world is a big, beautiful place. So traveling is definitely. Uh, Something I really enjoy doing. Do you uh, do you get out of Florida that much or no? I try as as much as, much as yeah. I can. <laughs> yeah, no. I try as much as I can. I try to travel to different countries. I pretty much bring to every state in the United States. I've been to a, to to a few countries, and 
<clears throat> hopefully I'll be able to keep traveling. And, you know, like I said, I just enjoy meeting people and, you know, meeting different cultures and, you know, different lifestyles and how people, you know, what people believe in, what people, you know, what people do. You know, it's just, you know, the world is it's a cool place, a really cool place. Do you have a uh, a favorite destination so far? Like a, fa- a favorite spot that you visited uh, in the world? Uh, so far, out of all the places that I've been to, uh, I'm going to say, uh, if I had to pick one, I'm going to say, uh, so far, Dominican Republic has been my favorite place. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely... Dominican. Def- Dominican Republic has been, uh, I mean, the parts of Dominican Republic I went to and the people that I've met in those parts that they were really good people, hardworking people, you know, good work ethic, uh, just nice, humble people, uh, you know, Cuba as well. Um, it's got some really good, you know, great, humble, hardworking people, uh, the music, the dancing, the, you know, it's, it's just they've been really nice. Um, I don't like Europe too much. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I don't like Europe too much. No. Uh, I haven't had the best, the most pleasant time over there. No. Uh, so it's just, it's just, just you know, me personally. It's just yeah. not my, uh, just not my kind of people. Not you know, I'm not. To where I think that I am high, you know, smarter than anyone or I am better than anyone as a human or, you know, I am a god or anything like that. So, yeah. uh, you know, uh, going through uh, Europe, uh, I mean, to the few countries that I've been to in Europe and, you know, the way things are over there, the way racism is set up over there in Europe, it's, it wasn't too pleasant. I mean, as far as how it looks, the, the countries are beautiful. You know, yeah. Spain is beautiful. You know, Spain was beautiful. Holland was beautiful. You know, Italy was amazing. Uh, Germany was okay. Kind of ugly. Uh, but as far as the people in Europe, eh, all right. So, all right, you kind of piqued my interest, like, uh, as far as the racism aspect. Uh, is it, yeah. so it's, is it worse than here in the States? <laughs> racism over in the states is not that bad no no i mean only in like a few places like if you go over there to like north florida or like you know west georgia mississippi alabama or like some parts of louisiana and you got like those swept people that don't even know how to talk right and they're like inbreds <laughs> i mean you kind of yeah <laughs> but that's not really like there's really no racist acts going on over there. There's really nothing that, that as bad as as bad as like, you know, some people make it sound oh, it's so racist over here. Oh, United States is so racist. No, like not really, man. Go go spend a week in Germany and then talk to me. That's that that's really in- <laughs> I, I find that really interesting. Go, and... go spend a week in, in Spain and then talk to me. Yeah. You Spain's know? bad. That's like huh? there, it's, it's it's just it's just way different. See, there is the type of racism that I feel like is here. It's like, for example, if you go to like Alabama, okay, where the KKKs are at and whatnot, 
their their ideology and, and the way they just they're just retarded. They just I just really think they have like mental problems. They're they're dumb. Yeah. You know, there's like come on, it's like trailer park people who probably smoke meth and they're just doing a bunch of dumb <laughs> things running around. Like it's just not it's not really people that you pay mind to, you know? Yeah, yeah. But when you have people in position in life, like when you go to Spain and you have this guy who is part of, you know, something that has to do with the government or is part of something big, who somebody who graduated from a university and has a career and it's, you know, and, and you see that person look at you and talk to you like you're less than them just because the way you look, that's race. That's yeah. like real deal racism. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's just real deal racism. A bunch of meth heads on a trailer park in Alabama, that's just but just a bunch of dumb people. And, and, and there's just a bunch of ignorance, you know, yeah. and you can yeah. only go as far as your mind goes. That's just ignorance. That's not, you know, if you don't step in their land, they're not going to mess with you because they don't step out of their land. Yeah. They're stuck over there doing what they're doing. And, you know, and the fact that us, um, <clears throat> us like Hispanics and like blacks and stuff, we get pulled over more than, than, than anybody else. And then we get treated differently than anybody else is because the higher amount or the higher percentage of criminals are Hispanics and black. And that's just the sad reality. So if you're a police officer, you're going to be a little more tweaked out when you pull over a Hispanic man or or black man because we are the type of people to commit the most crimes. I mean, unfortunately, that's just the way it is, you know? And But it's not really, you know, racism. It's more like profiling. You know, it's like you're profiling someone because of what, like, the other 80% of them do. No. You go to Europe, it's... it's a... <laughs> I went through the airport in Germany, man. This man had me in the office, take all my clothes off, and had me naked and touching me all over the place, trying to say I was trying to bring something in the country. Like, dude, I'm naked. <laughs> where, I'm, where do I have anything at? Like, I'm literally butt naked, bro. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and then you, you, they just look at you differently. They, uh, they, you know, they, 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 they just look at you with disgust. They, uh, they treat you with disgust. They talk to you with disgust and they just, you know, that whole, like, you know, I, 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 I'm just, I'm a better race than you. Uh, I'm a better human than you because I look like this and you are less of a human because you look this way. Yeah, that's... It, it it sucks that it's still out there. Yeah, I mean, you know, it it's, it's just like you know, you, it's just different. Different places have different mentalities. Yeah, it's, it's like, I I definitely wouldn't have thought you know, that. I definitely wouldn't have thought that. Uh, you know, outside, you know, it, in Europe. I mean, obviously Germany's got a, a pretty checkered past, but um, you know, yeah, Spain it, too. Spain yeah. too. Spain is pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah, they're 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 the original slavers. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's pretty bad over there. Spain so, is pretty bad. So, um, uh, it's just you know, it's just like it, it, it's just like it's just like anywhere, you know. And, and, and it's uh, uh, if we if we as people like, you know, 
they they have to start they have to stop thinking differently they have to stop judging everyone based on their skin color religious beliefs or whatever yeah but uh, also also people need to stop behaving a certain t- type of way in order to, for you know everybody else to get you know for everyone to get judged because if you have you know a hundred white people and out of those hundred white people you know, 80 of them are going to college, graduating, and they're doing something for society and becoming something out of themselves. But then you got 100 Hispanics and seven or 70 of them are in some type of law trouble or they've been in jail or they don't go to school. They're not doing anything. And the same thing with the black. We're always going to get profiled. So, you know, you, do you, we, do you we think got to. Do you think that that has anything to do with with the, the structure of the system? Like as far as uh, the availability to, to go to these schools, no, no. I think we all have equal chances. My sister is my sister is about to get a master's degree in a year, and she was born in Cuba, and that was there was nothing. There was no there was no issues with her getting into school. All she had to do was be a good student, and no. she got through college. She got her bachelor's degree. And she'll be she'll be graduating her she'll be graduating graduate grad school next year, so with a master's degree. So it's uh no it's how old, I, I, how how old were you hmm? guys when you guys came over? I was I came five days after I turned twelve. My sister was six. Yeah. So I don't. Uh, but you know, it's like the system, the system, the system. The system does not oppress anyone. This system over here does not oppress anyone. You know, I come from Cuba. They oppress you over there. Yeah. It's a dictatorship going on yeah, over there. Yeah. You know? I, I feel like you have every opportunity in, in the world to do whatever you want to do here and to become whatever you want to become here. It's up to you to take that. You got two doors. One door is going to take you somewhere. The other door is going to take you some other, you know, some other place. It's up to you which door you're going to open and which path you're going to walk through. It no. doesn't matter what skin color you are. It doesn't matter what, what what's your religious belief. None of that matters. Over, over here in this country, none of that matters. You know, uh, like, you know, I have most friends like, oh, you know, I, you don't understand my life. I've struggled so much. You know, I grew up in Section A, you know. I would have a PlayStation one day and then a week later I had to get sold because rent had to be made. And and I just like, dude, I didn't know what a PlayStation was till I was 13. <laughs> I didn't wear my first pair of shoes till I was 11. I don't want to hear that, bro. Get up and do something about it. No. Don't complain about it. Do something about it. Simple as that. Yeah. You have every single human in this country has the opportunity to do what they want to do. You had the opportunity to reach your full potential. Okay? You go to jail, you're a felon, that's your mess up. Don't come out and say you can't find a job. Yes, you can find a job. Okay? It's just nobody's going to hire you at a bank. You messed up. You decided to make a felony. Go get you a real job. Go work in construction. Go mow some grass. Go make some money. Don't tell me you can't find a job. I know a lot of felons. I know a lot of felons. They got jobs. And yeah. They get paid good because they've been working. Yeah, that's uh, a, a couple so, of the a couple of the guys that I used to work with at 
uh, Whole Foods. Uh, I actually had him on the show uh, not too long ago, but uh, two different guests, uh, Maurice Murray and um, Alex, they, you know, they came on, they told their stories because they were both felons and they both screwed up in the past, but, you know, they were, you know, they, they worked hard. Uh, they have great work ethics and like, I mean, the, like th- those two guys in particular really changed my mind on how I look at, you know, like the, the rehabilitation system as far as, as far as, you know, life, life after crime. Yeah. Yeah. It's all up here. It's all in your mind. It's your mindset. You are only, you are only going to go as far as your vision goes. Where is your mindset at? Where, what are you trying to do? Yeah. Are you only living off of dreams? Or you, do you actually have a vision and you're going to follow through with it? And, and, and it's like you're going to have setbacks. You're going to make mistakes. We're all humans. We're far from perfect. None of us are perfect. We're all going to make mistakes. I've made my, I have, <laughs> I've had my share of mistakes. There's been a lot of them yeah, in my yeah. early 20s. You know? and, 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 you know, at some point, I felt like I would never be anything. Yeah. At some point, I would never. I felt like I would never get out of the hole that I was once in. But you know, you you if you. My uncle always told me, if you want to change your life, change how you live it. Yeah. If you want to change your life, change how you live it. Because if you don't change the way you live in it, there's no way you're gonna be able to get away from wherever is whatever that's surrounding you that you don't want. Yeah. Change how you live your life, and then you can, you know, you can kind of restart, do a restart, do a reset. And man, it's, it's, I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> the whole, <laughs> you know, system oppression and that, 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 that. Bro, I come from a communist country. I come from a country that has a full-blown dictatorship where you literally can become anything, even if you are smart enough to be the next. You know Jeff Bezos. Yeah, no, you it's, can't do it. It's really you it's, cannot do it. It's really interesting to hear to hear that uh, perspective. You know, uh, I mean, yeah, you you were obviously obviously there. You were you were living it until you know you came over here. Um, as far as your vision goes, how far how far is your vision? Uh, like where where do you want to be? with Dreams of Cuba? Be, do you want like a second location? Do you want a no. bigger a bigger like online presence or how do you how do you want to grow i want a factory i want to be the next aj fernandez yeah i want to be the next arturo fuente i would say rocky patel that's kind of a downgrade his heroes are garbage i just i know I, you know it, it, it takes time and it takes work but that's what i want to be yeah so, uh, let's see where where would you uh, where would you open up a factory at? Would you go Dominican? Nicaragua. Would you go Nicaragua? Yeah, Nicaragua. That's yeah. That's uh, I I was talking to Paul Bush from Flatbed Cigars uh, last week, and I asked him, you know, because he's got he's got a, a Dominican factory, or he he's out of a Dominican factory, and uh, you know, it's just uh, I asked him, it's like you know with with this giant Nicaragua boom, like what's it like to have, you know, the factory in the Dominican. And, you know, we talked about that a little bit. Um, but yeah, how did I, do you think that Nic- Nicaragua is just a better cigar country or do you think that they, they just have better, better factories or. I think that they have better tobacco. Yeah. 
I think they have better tobacco. I think that Dominican Republic has been dying out. Yeah. Because Dominican cigars are okay. Uh, And then all these Cubans from Pinar Rio, from where I'm from, have found all this great soil in Nicaragua. And they've just been growing great tobacco. It's not about the factories. It's not about the rollers. It's the tobacco. Yeah. I think Dominican cigar rollers are better cigar rollers than Nicaraguan cigar rollers, honestly. No. Uh, they're as, the closest you're going to get to a Cuban cigar roller is the Dominican cigar roller. No. But as far as the tobacco, Nicaraguan tobacco, I mean, just kind of ran through Dominican with like an 18-wheeler truck. You yeah, yeah. Do you think that something like that, like, do you do you think that that's going to last for a long time? I think it's. I think the whole area is going to start is going to start getting you know nice. Like Honduras is going to start coming. You know, they're going to start finding good soil in Honduras. Where it's going to, you know, they're going to start coming out with way better tobacco than the Honduras has right now. That whole Costa Rica, El Salvador, Guatemala, that whole all that area is going to start getting flooded. Yeah. And they're going to start finding good tobacco and they're going to start growing, growing great tobacco all up and through that whole little Central America. Then within the next 20 years, it'll be flooded with tobacco fields. Yeah. Because, you know, if they found that good soil in Nicaragua, I mean, Nicaragua is like this big. And it's like <laughs> this other, other, other countries around it that it's only like they're so close yeah. that they got to have the same soil. They gotta have to, you know, it can't be that different. So they're gonna start flooding. They're, they're flooding up Nicaragua right now. It's gonna come to a point where you can't find no more spots to grow tobacco in Nicaragua because they're gonna, it's gonna be full. So where would, where do we go next? You know, what do we, what do we grow next? Yeah, yeah. And that whole Central America area is gonna be twenty years from now. You're not even gonna hear about Dominican cigars. There was Dominican what? <laughs> Just. Uh... More, more. The only thing that's coming out of Dominican Republic right now, they're still alive. It's Arturo Fuente. Yeah, that's that's about it. Everything else is Nicaragua. AJ Fernandez did that. Uh, the blend for uh, for General Cigars for Monte Cristo. Yeah, Monte Cristo hasn't changed it ever since. Anything that's coming out of Nicaragua right now is bomb. It's just awesome. Yeah, it's just great quality tobacco, great taste. I mean, how many people have you heard complain about a Nicaraguan cigar? Yeah, uh, not many. I mean, I, 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 a, a good cigar. Yeah. Not a, yeah, you know, not one of those factories, 50 cent sticks, but like anything this, except Rocky Patels. <laughs> except Rocky Patels. God, I don't even know how that guy made it. Oh, just, his cigars are trash. I mean, he's got so many different cigars coming out all the time. Uh, it's. You know, every once in a while, you know, you throw throw everything at the wall. Every once in a while, something's going to stick. But, you know, yeah, yeah it just way over over flooding himself, you know. He's he awesome. He's he, they're garbage. Yeah. He just goes to the he just goes to the factories and just cleans them out, and puts a ring on them, sells them. Yeah. So. But Padron, Oliva, you know, AJ, AJ is from the same neighborhood in Cuba. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All my, all my family knows him. Yeah, his family. So, is there is there anything He's, is there anything that you miss 
uh, from Cuba or? No. 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 Hell no. Oh. No. There's nothing. There's nothing. Uh, you know what I'm gonna say though? I I had a good childhood growing yeah. up in Cuba. It was different. We had the same friends. You know, we we made our own toys. We didn't have because we didn't have any toys. You know, we uh, you know went swam in the rivers and jumped in rivers and lakes and. It was a different type of fun, you know. We'd climb, we'd climb trees, and you know, fell branch will, you know, break and we'll fall and break a leg, and we'll laugh about it. (laughs) 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 It was just like a lot of running around and a lot of like, you know, like we play a lot of sports, baseball, everything. You know, it's it, it was just a great experience. Yeah. So, was it the whole family that came at one time, or? Uh, my dad came first and then me, my mom and my little sister came six months later. Yeah. So, um, so how did, what did, what did they do to, to get by to, to raise the family and whatnot once you guys got over here? Uh, we, uh, we, we, at first, uh, when we was living in Miami and my dad was working at a factory in a KFC and then my mom was working at a nursing home. And, you know, we're living there in, in a one-room apartment. Me and my sister were sleeping on a, me and my sister were sleeping on a, on a bunk bed in the kitchen. Like, not in the kitchen, but where you're supposed to have the table to, to eat. Yeah. Uh, what we call it, the dining room, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, the house had a box AC only in my parents' room. I mean, it was cool, you know, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, we got out of there in 2003, and we can't find this spot. And you know, with with the help of my uncle, we kind of uh, you know started this. And you know, once I got a little older, and I was able to, because you know when I was 13, I was rolling cigars, but it was really it was going to go and buy cigars from a 13 year old. Yeah. Uh, a 14 year old. So when I as I got a little older, you know, now like in the past three four years. Uh, you know, once I hit that 25 mark that, you know, everybody t- starts to take you a little bit more serious. Like, okay, you know what you're doing. Uh, so, you know, ever since then it's been, you know, slowly progressing. Yeah. So, um, so how do people go about getting your cigars if, uh, if they're looking for them? Well, you can, uh, you know, they can, uh. They can make their orders by phone. You know, call my number seven two seven two zero seven one 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 eight. They can visit the shop, uh, or they can go to www.dreamsofcubacigars.com. All right. Uh, so, do you uh, do you run your own website, or do you have somebody do that for you? Yeah, I, I, I run my own website. I yeah. run the orders, and you know, I, every time someone orders, I roll the cigars, and then I do it. So you're you're pretty much a one man operation as far as as far as everything goes. Yeah, so far, yes. So how many like uh on an average day, like how many cigars are you rolling every day? Between a hundred and a hundred and fifty. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So how uh do you know like how many different blends you have? Do you have like regular staple blends or do I you use, just kinda change it up? I use two that two blends. And that's the regular premium, and then the extra premium that's been aged for five years. Now, when I make a mild cigar, I use a little bit, a little bit of Leslie Harrell. 
Yeah. When yeah. I make that a medium, I use a little bit more. When I make it strong, when I use a full leaf of the arrow. Yeah. <clears throat> so. On top of the fact that they, they all have different rappers as well. All right. So. Well, is there uh, is there anything else you want to get out there? No, no. I, I, I think that's, uh, that's, you know, <laughs> I said everything I can say about me. Yeah. Um, well, if you want to give the rundown one more time uh, as far as, uh, you know, the shop, the number, um, the website. Uh, the website is www.dreamsofcubacigars.com. The phone number is 727-207-1118. And my shop is in Tarpon Springs, Florida. Tarpon it's Springs. in the Tampa Bay area. Yes, sir. It's called Dreams of Cuba. It's at the Greek town at the Spice Docks yeah. in Tarpon. All right. Um, let's see. I I don't think I I don't think I caught your last name. My last name is Victorious. Lazaro Victorious. All right. It's my full so, name. All right. Well, uh, I don't know. That's I I think uh, I think we did good for for throwing it together last minute like this. You know. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think we did pretty good. I you know I. Like I said, I I set up the the so I was able to take phone calls instead of keeping the phone on my lap with a microphone up to it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, all right, cool, man. Um, let me stop recording. So what what are what are we doing with this uh, recording? So it's uh it's going to be available on my website, uh, iTunes, uh, pretty much anywhere you can get a podcast. Um, so yeah, I guess I'll go ahead and do that. Um, you know, find. TheHerfCast.com is the website. Uh, email is brian at TheHerfCast.com. Um, Instagram and Facebook are the Herfcast Podcast. Twitter is the underscore HerfCast. Um, and like I said, you could find you could find this pretty much anywhere uh, you could find podcasts. So that's another thing. Uh, do you have uh, Twitter and Instagram and whatnot? Hey, we have an Instagram, Dreams of Cuba. Yeah. You know, Facebook group, Dreams of Cuba, Facebook page, Dreams of Cuba, uh, and our website. But not have Twitter, though. Yeah. All right. There you have it. That's Lazaro Victorez from Dreams of Cuba Cigars. So I hope you enjoyed it. As you heard, uh, I already did all the links and everything, or the, the plugs. Uh, if you go to my website and you think I deserve anything, don't forget to click on that Patreon link. Uh, you know, even a dollar helps out i appreciate it very much um other than that don't forget to like subscribe rate review on whatever platform that you're listening on uh that's that goes a long way i definitely appreciate that as well so thanks for listening everybody